Welcome to the Calvary Servanthood Community Church podcast, where we're building a servanthood Christian community which develops leaders and serves the body of Christ through evangelism, discipleship, and teaching. As you're about to go into the Word, get your pens, get your notepads, and we pray that this be a blessing as it was to us. God bless you. Let's close our eyes in prayer. Father, we thank you for the morning of Sunday that we can come to tap on your grace. Yes, Lord, we want to acknowledge this morning that there is an abundance of grace at this moment and at this place. Father, we open our hearts. We make ourselves ready to receive your word as your grace is being dispensed to us. Father, I pray for each and every soul that reach them in the name of Jesus. Let each and every soul hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, worship team. I want to extend the greetings to Baruti, Baholo Baruna, to our young people, young adults, to each and every person that has decided this morning to be part of the service. And we believe it is not by default that you are here. You are here as per the appointment of God. And I would like you to open your heart and hear what the Spirit is saying to you. And to those that were not here in the previous week, last week, please go and catch up into our YouTube and get the sermon because we are continuing with what we have been teaching from last week and it will take some few weeks from now. And lastly, Happy New Year <laughs> to those that were not here last week as well. And then when I was on the way, you know, coming to church and thinking that, oh, I'm going to say Happy New Year. And I asked myself, when is the cut of date, eh? <laughs> of the Happy New Year? Maybe let's make it a cut of date today for us. So we will not happy you again in the following week. We assume that all the happies that we have said have been received. Amen. We're looking back into what the Spirit of the Lord is taking us 
in the season. You know, God does not work in years. He works in seasons. Some of the seasons of God last actually three years, five years, six years. It depends on God. But I believe this is the season and we indicated last week that it's time to move forward. For each and every one of us as individuals and to us as the church. And this morning, the Israelite from the recap, what we have learned last week, they are crossing over the Jordan River. And I have said with the God of unlikely time. You know, sometimes as a person, you think of your own life and the things that you would want to achieve. And you line up your plans. And when you have made them, and time comes, not many of them are fulfilled. And you ask God, God, why didn't this and that happen? I want to say to you, God is a God of unlikely times. When you have a schedule, your own schedule, please do not go to God and say, Father, can you adjust your schedule into my schedule? It is not God. Because sometimes we feel we have certain schedules in our lives. But God is not coming to the party to align. But I want to say to you this morning, the primary lesson that we will get this morning is that God opens up a way for us as his children when we are only obedient to him, not to any other person, when there are insignificant obstacles. When the obstacles are there, significantly so, God will open up the way as long as we are obedient to him. Now, throughout our lifetime, Badaba Morena, uh, something, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Let's forgive them. Yeah, we forgive them, they don't know. Or sometimes they make themselves to forget that we are actually a church at this time. Amen. Now, throughout our lifetime, Bagreste, we face various obstacles. Some of these obstacles are spiritual. Some of the obstacles that you are facing are psychological. Some of the obstacles that you are facing are moral issues. Some of the obstacles that you are facing are actually physical. They relate to your body. Overcoming all these obstacles 
We can only do it through God. Whether they are physical, whether they are spiritual, whether they are any kind of an obstacle that you face as a person, we can only do that through God. And normally the obstacle, as you face them, they bring in some fear and anxiety in our hearts. And when we have this fear and anxiety, we end up not being in a position even to sleep. We can only face these issues of life when we have the fear of God in us, not the fear of man. And that will bring in the confidence of God. From the previous week, we learned that God assured Joshua that he will be with him, giving him the land that they must inherit. And he said to Joshua, he will stand against anything that will stand against him. As he was with Moses, so he will be with Joshua. And those were the words of making Joshua strong and to become courageous. Now, but when we move, we need to move wisely, depending on God, not depending on ourselves. Now, in chapter 2, that we're not going to deal within the details of it. But what happened in chapter 2? Joshua sent out the spies there to go and spy Jericho to assess the land before anyone can move into it. And looking into that Jericho was actually a fortified city it would have not been easy to get into it. So it was a wise move for Joshua to go and spy the land so that he may have an idea of the obstacle that they are facing. Now on the return of the spies, there is a message that they give to Joshua. Now in Joshua chapter 2 verse 24, here is the message that comes with the spies. The spies are saying, truly, the Lord has given all the land into our hands. And also, all the inhabitants of the land melt away before or because of us. Truly, the Lord has given the land into our hands. Now, whatever move, Macristi, that you're moving into, if you move with God, truly so, what God has said as a promise will be established. Let me just say something here. Now, this kind of a message was not coming for the first time. It came with Moses as well. The children of Israel 
moved from Mount Sinai after they were, they were camping there for almost two years. And they moved to Kadesh Barnea. Now, Kadesh Barnea is a boundary of Canaan and the desert where they were. And Moses sent out the spies there to check. And when they came in, the spies, when they came back, they said there is no way that we could get into that land because of the kind of the inhabitants. Did God change his mind about giving them the land? God did not change the mind. But the people decided not to go ahead because of their own fears. Now, the promises of God remain irrespective of the fears that we have. You may remain fearful and delay the promises of God, but God's promises are yes and amen. The same thing that he said at that time, we read this morning in the intercession, in Deuteronomy chapter 1, where Moses was saying to the people, this journey from Egypt to, to Canaan was a journey that was supposed to have taken 11 days, but it took 40 years to reach there. So some of our journeys that we have that God has given them to us, or the, the, our destiny where we have to go, where it is supposed to take five years or three years, but because we do not believe the word of God, it will take us 40 years to reach there. It can take a lesser time, the time that God has specified. But when God says, here is a promise, there is grace that accompanies the, the promise that is being given. And it is my responsibility to source out and to use the grace that God has given. Murimu would not give out something and stand on the side and say, Iponele. He dispenses grace so that you reach your destiny. Amen. And Joshua received this message. And I want us to read uh, verse 1 and 3. Very, very, very important, Bakreste. This chapter... When you read it through, there are two things that are very prominent there. The first one, look at it almost nine times. It talks about the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant. And the Ark of the Covenant represents the, represents the presence of God. Not only his presence, but his power. So amongst these people, there was a presence of the Lord. There was the power of God that was amongst them. The second thing that is prominent, it is the instructions that are being given there. The whole chapter, it is full of instructions. And Bakreste, we can hear, but not all of us will follow the instructions. 
So it is important to hear and follow the instructions. I have lived in an environment where sometimes you try to give instruction or to help somebody. Before you could say, what you are saying, you know, Batswana, Batswana, and he starts his own story. Instead of listening to the instructions that are being given. But when instructions are being given to us, the purpose is to listen and understand more than to respond to what you are being given as an instruction. We fail to carry the instruction because we want to respond into what is being said. It is not a matter of responding, it's a matter of understanding, hearing and understanding what is being said. If you listen here, all the instructions that were given, people carried them, they never asked. And I believe my take was that they understood. Because what is important is to understand the instruction. Now, upon hearing this, then Joshua, that it leads us into verse 1, 2, and 3 there. And I'm going to read it through. Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and they set out from Shittim and came to the Jordan. And all the children of Israel and lodged there before they crossed over. So it was after three days that the officers went through the camp. Now I want you to see this scenario, Bakreste, and understand what is actually happening there. And I think, let's read something in verse uh, 15. Yeah, verse 15. So that I related to that verse at the beginning. It says, and as those who bore the ark came to the Jordan, and the feet of the priest who bore the ark dipped all the banks uh, during the whole time. No, dipped in the edge of the water. And there is that in brackets. For the Jordan overflows all its banks during the whole time of the harvest. Now listen to what is happening here. Joshua received the message. When he received the message that, you know, in our language, the coast is clear, you can go. So the coast was clear, Bazarwan. And as the coast was clear, then Joshua had to go and made people to, to destroy their camps and leave to get to the Jordan River. And when that happens, everybody, I think, becomes excited. They became excited of what was it. It was like the move has started. But normally the excitement as it comes, when they arrived at, at, at the River Jordan, then there was some an anxiety, I believe. And I'm speaking from a human point of view. They arrived there. And I asked myself, a number of questions so that I get an understanding. But what, what, what were you doing here? 
What, 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 what was the rationale? I want to understand. Joshua breaks the camp. He takes the people to the bank of Jordan. And as they are there for three days, Jordan becomes swollen and swollen and swollen. You know, it becomes like there's no way that we would cross here. And I, I assume for that three days as they were looking at the river, some in their hearts, it was like, I don't think Joshua has heard the Lord properly. No. If it was Moses, I think Moses could have done it better. Because they were the people who used to grumble a lot. Now, any little thing that is not in line in what, with what you are thinking, it makes you to grumble. Now, Banaba Morena, let's just put this perspective of grumbling into where it belongs. The grumbling brings what is in your heart. And when you bring it down into confession, you actually put it into play. If you say, like for instance, you know, I always, when I talk to myself, when God spoke to Moses, he spoke about I am, I am. You remember God saying I am, I am. And when I wake up, most of my days I say I am courageous, I am strong. So what you put with the I am will actually come, you are attracting it. If you say I'm a failure, you say God you are failing and I'm a failure, you attract it. So do not attract things that are far from you. Don't call them into your life. Now these people as they were waiting there, they called some of the things that they were not supposed to call. Now Bagreste, this reminded me of our own personal circumstances where you are on the verge of a destiny or something that has to happen. And there are these delays that you don't know where they are coming from. And when you look into your circumstances, it is like this circumstance is looking to you as well and say, there is no way. Yeah, even if God has said it, the promise has been made, there is no way that you will cross over. Now, the river was actually saying that to them, that I am the river. Some of you can't even swim. There is nothing to lift you up from. There is no way that you will go through this river. So the circumstances will tell you these things. But when God said you will cross over, move, Joshua and you. And I believe the reason why God took them there. Joshua, God through Joshua took them there 
was to expose them that there is nothing impossible with God. Even if the river was saying to them, there is no way that you will cross. Even if the river was saying, you can't swim, you know. But what God has said was, they will move. And God wanted to demonstrate his power. Wanted to demonstrate his might to his people. Now, Bakreshte, Whatever the circumstances that you find yourself in, whether they are physical, you are sick, whether they are spiritual, whether they are psychological, even if they talk to you, whatever that they say, say to the circumstances, my God is bigger. I am serving a powerful God. And I will be able to go through. I'm going to move and cross over. So it reads there that when, when, when they, they were there for three days, then the first instruction comes, and the instructions come through the officers. Verse 3 says, uh, from verse 2 it says, And so it was after three days, they crossed, uh, after three days, before they crossed over, no, so it was after three days that the officers went through the camp. Now the officers are going through the camp to speak to the people. And they commanded the people saying, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priest, the Levites bearing it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. Now, this is very important. These are instructions, Vakreste. And we are what we are because we have either followed instruction or not followed instructions. Even at the normal working environment, some of us have received promotions because we followed the instructions. Some of us missed the opportunity because we did not follow the instructions. Now they had to follow the instructions. Now look at the difference here. From where they are coming from, wandering in the wilderness, for 40 years, we spoke about it last week. There was a cloud that they had to follow. There was a pillar of fire that they had to follow. But this time, all those things are gone. There is something that they need to follow. They need to follow the Ark of the Covenant. Now, Bakresta, I got this during the course of the week at the Bible study. That these people, they were living in two eras or times. The times of Moses, the era of Moses was an era of aid. And now it is the time of Joshua 
where certain things where God was just aiding them had to, to, to fall away, but it is a time of development. Now, when God moves you, he moves you into development, not into aid. At the beginning, he will aid. He will give some aid to you. He will nurse you to grow. But you need to reach a state of development where you will be able to stand. Now, God was saying to them, all what Moses, all that was with Moses is remaining behind as an era of aid, but you're getting into the era of development. But they had to listen to the instruction, Bagreste. Those instructions were very important. That when they see the priest, when they see the Levites carrying the Ark of the Covenant, they should actually move as well and look at the Ark of the Covenant. Now, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 says, We as Christians, we look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Now, so those people as well, they were supposed to look at the presence of the Lord. The presence of the Lord is to look into the author and the finisher of our faith as the ultimate. So they had to look into that. Forget about what happened. You know, sometimes the things and the experiences that we have are the ones that are holding us behind. You can't move because you feel you are too comfortable. You can't move because you, you feel like, what are other people going to say about my move? You can't move because there are these fears, the fears of unknown. I believe when they were waiting at the edge of the river, as they looked beyond the river, there was an anxiety, the fear of unknown. Let us not fear the things that we don't know. Let us fear God. They were to break the camp and follow. And then it says in verse 4, Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it, that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. Bagreste, there are certain experiences that you have never gone through. There is a, a saying in Zulu uh, that something like that. Now, if you don't know, let the people who know lead you. Now, it says openly here that they did not know the way. So because they, have, they did not know the way, they have never been there. Somebody must lead them. And who is going to lead them? It is the presence of the Lord. So allow yourself to be led by the presence of the Lord, not by the experiences that you have. The things that have happened before, you allow them to navigate the way for you. 
The way must be navigated by God, by looking at the presence of the Lord. We move looking at God. We don't move at the river. Actually, what the officers were saying to them here was saying, please focus, look directly into the presence of the Lord, the Ark of the Covenant, instead of looking at the river. You saw, this is what happened in Matthew 13, verse 30, 33, 34, around that. If uh, the, the old man's memory still can work. The story of Peter, if you would remember. What happened to Peter? When he saw Jesus walking on water, he said, Lord, if it is you, call me, instruct me. He wanted the instruction, and he followed the instruction. But the minute his focus was sort of moved away from the instruction, looking into the waves, looking into the water, then he started to sink. What were the officers saying here? The officers were saying to them, don't look at the river. Look at the presence of God. Don't consider your circumstances. Look at the presence of the Lord. And you will be able... Bagreste, uh, please understand. We, 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 we're not saying deny that there is a river. No, the river is there. And the river will remain there. But you don't look at it as, as, as an, an obstacle for you. Now, I do not agree with Christians sometimes when they pray and they will say, there is no this by faith. No, 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 it's there. Acknowledge it is there. Even if you say by faith, it's not there. You say, and you say by the power of God, I will be able to cross over, to go over it. Why should God let them to come into the river and they, they, they want to deny that the river is not there? The river is there. Your circumstances are there. All those issues are there. The obstacles are there. But the God that you serve says don't concentrate on those things. They will remain there. I am bigger. Look at my presence. Look at Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And verse 5 says, And Joshua said to the people, Now look at these instructions that are coming. So this chapter is full of instructions. And unless Bagreste, we carry out the instructions of God, things will not... When you move, you move per instruction. When, 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 when you have been uh, given a, a prescription of medication, you know there is medication they would tell you. People who, who have been with people that might have suffered things like uh, TB and, and even any sickness, flu, when they've given you the antibiotic, they would say, please make sure that you finish them. 
If you do not follow and finish them, what is it that you are causing? You will cause resistance within your body for that sickness. Instead of being healed, you might become worse. Now, the they have learned it from God. That it is important to follow instructions, Christ. If you do not follow instructions, you are causing resistance of these things that are your obstacles. Now, here is the instruction. And Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves for tomorrow. The Lord will do wonders amongst you. Then Joshua spoke to the priest. Now, I want this one of sanctify yourself. Sanctify yourselves, for the Lord would do wonders for you tomorrow. What is to sanctify? What is it that you do? In other version, it says, consecrate yourselves. Now, when you sanctify yourself, I'm going to use the language that you, you guys use. Uh, more especially in January like this. After we have taken a lot of things, you know, we, we, we're just eating whatever that comes on the table. We, in January, some people, they use that. And even in the room, they say, I'm detoxing. I'm detoxing. Now, consecration and satisfaction. God is saying, detox your spiritual life. For you to be okay, so that you may be used by God. You may allow God to work in your life. Detox Mzalwani. How did they do to detox? Now the detoxing, consecrating, or sanctifying themselves was to go closer to God by reading his weight, by, 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 by fasting, by praying, by making sure that there are certain things that they will not do at that time. That is part of sanctifying yourself. God would not allow us or to be used by him when there is no sanctification. That is why the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 12 talks about us giving ourselves, our bodies as living sacrifices and being transformed by the renewing of our mind not to be like the people of this world. Now, when we come to God, for God to work and to use us, the process of transformation, spiritual transformation has to take place. When you do it, it is more on the outside, but it is working on your inside. Because somebody may say, if I, 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 don't, I fast, what has it to do with me? Because it, it is something that, it, it, it shapes you. It makes you to consecrate. It makes you to have a better look and a perspective unto the things of God. Now, he said to them, 
please detox. And I'm saying to you, Bakreste, let's go and detox spiritually. As you are serious now, January detoxing yourself, detox the moyawahao. Detox the things of the spirit in your life. Don't leave them behind. And it was a clear instruction that he gave them. And verse 7 says, And the Lord said to Joshua, This day I will begin to exalt you in the sight of Israel, that they may know that I am as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And the next verse, Joshua get to the people another instruction. You, no, you shall command the priest. Now God is giving him instruction. Command the priest. Who bear the ark of the covenant saying, when you have come to the edge of the water of the Jordan, you shall stand in, in, you shall stand in the Jordan. Now, two things that are very important there, Bakreste. God is saying to Joshua, I'm going to exalt you. I'm going to make a showcase with you. And when Joshua moves from there, he doesn't go out to the people, raising his shoulders and say, God is going to do this for me. God is big and, and uh, no. He doesn't even make an announcement. Why should you tell us who you are in God? That the Lord is going to do this. Joshua, it was not about Joshua, it was about God. Let the things that God is doing in your life, let it be God, let it not be you. He went out and gave the instruction to the priest. Never said anything. And believe you me, Joshua knew what the Lord was going to do. Because already has told people that tomorrow, when he told them that sanctify yourself, he said tomorrow, God is going to do wonders amongst you. So Joshua was aware. But Joshua never said anything about himself. He never praised himself. He never said, as you see me here. Now, Bunda Telebumme, when in your, your, in your houses, if you are a man and you say, I'm a man of this house, if you say to us, you are a woman of this house, act like that, be the woman of the house, be the man of the house, then the all authority in the house will look at you as the man of the house. I don't need to tell my children that I'm their father. I must act like a father. And they will know that this is our father. Have you seen small children? When their father is a skinny, very skinny man, 
And you see sometimes it's like this man is sick, but the children, they, they wouldn't even consider the skinniness of their father. This is our father. This is our father. Because the father is acting like a father. Now Joshua never said anything about what the Lord is doing. He acted like a servant of the Lord. And God confirmed his authority. People started realizing that this man has the authority of God within himself. At your work, wherever you are, be a representative of God. Let the authority of God be seen. Act it out. Don't move out and say it to the people. Then Joshua knew, and verse 11, he said, Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth is crossing over before you into Jordan. Now I'm going to go through and quickly here. Now Joshua talks about the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth. You remember we spoke about it. Israel they viewed or they look as God as their God. But here, as you hear Joshua, and when God is the God of all the earth, even if we pray and say, Israel, no, he's the God of all the earth. He might have used Israel as a sample of what he wanted to do, but he's the God of all of us. God of all the earth. Now, I'm going to conclude here. Here are things that are very important. Part of the instructions that have come out there. God says to them, another instructions as Joshua comes and, and, and talks to them. He says to them, to the priest, that they must go into the river as the people are looking into the, 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 the presence of the Lord, the Ark of the Covenant, they must step into, with their feet, into the waters. Now, until, Bagresta, you step out from the situation into, things might remain as they are. For a miracle to happen, you have to step out into the miracle and go and meet the miracle. The miracle of opening up was to happen. But if they could have stayed and looked at the river and say the river is frightening us, this is an obstacle we know. That is why God was emphasizing that they should look at his presence, not the river. Don't look at the river. Follow the presence of the Lord and step out into the miracle. Move into the miracle. And they had to step out. Now, Bagreste, when you step out, you step out with God. You don't step out alone. You step out looking at the presence of the Lord. If you stay and the fear holds you, because the river was actually telling them that there is no way that you are going to cross here. But God said, they should step. And the minute they stepped in, already 
Remember, Joshua has told them that tomorrow the wonders are going to Actually, he meant when they step in that the river is going to open. When, when you look into this river, you know, with me, I try to ask myself a lot of questions to understand. It says here, there was a city that was called Adam. That city is about, hear me, 15, no, 10 to 15 kilometers away from where they were. And the Bible says, the water that was flowing down the stream, it stopped next to this city, and it made a heap. And the one that was flowing into the Dead Sea, it also stopped. It, flew, it actually went, and there was this space. So the space that was created there was almost from here to mainly. That was the distance, almost from here to Menlin. Because in the passage, they would not go through the crest. There was no way that God would make a passage. God made a way. He makes a way for us, not a passage. So the way was created. And on this way that was created, the Bible says, it was dry. They moved on a dry land. Immediately, it was dry. Remember, this were almost around 2 million people. So they would not go through because it stopped for a day. So they needed a big way, not a passage, to go through all of them. And no one was left behind. No one got wet. No one was drowned. No one could swim through. No one, no one could do all that. But all of them, they, read, they, they went through, walked on a dry land. Because God has opened up a way, not a passage for them. God opens a way back there. He opened it. And they went through. Now there are other things that are coming there as you read through verse 15, 16, 17, 18. But the core of it is that when this water stopped, they went through into the new destiny. Now, Bagreste, we have learned about this warrior, Joshua. Who listened to God? Who gave people instructions? And people listened to the instructions. Follow the instructions. And God went. Bagreste, for us to go through is to follow the instructions of the Lord. In the morning, somebody indicated here that if you see many of the great men and women, even in the Bible, there were instructions that were given, and they followed those instructions. Follow the instructions of the Lord, not the instructions of the obstacle. 
the circumstances will say certain things to you. But I want to say to you this morning, it is time to move. It is time to move. Amen. You know where you are moving into. Yeah. God has said it in your heart. The place that you need to move into. Maybe you are at the verge, just like the Israelites there. Where your destiny, you can see. Because when they were at the Jordan, they were able to see the other side of the land. They could see Canaan. They could see Jericho. Maybe you are able to see Jericho, but you have this river. You have Jordan in front of you. But you know what to do now. That you need to focus on the Lord. Not on Jordan. Jordan is there. And God opened it up and made a way. Like Isaiah saying, the Lord will make a way even in the desert. God will make a way. But please let us move. Time to move. Time to move. We will continue as we move into where we're going. You will realize, I said last week, that when they were moving into this new land, there were things, the challenges are going to be different. They have never been there, remember. You have never been into where you are moving. So it is not just going to be easy. Now somebody is saying to himself, in his heart, why should I then move? But I want to assure you, God is calling you to that move, to that destiny. God is looking for people that are going to respond into the destinies that he has designed for them. There is a destiny. There is where you have to go that God wants you to go, to move into, to become a representative of him. Even if there is this Jordan, there are new challenges that are there. Manna is no longer going to be there. So they will have to produce food for themselves. You are going to produce food for yourself into the destiny where you're going. It, it might even be when you look at it when you arrive there. It might even be slightly harder. But God is with you. God will make sure that he raises you up like he did with Joshua. Amen. Let's stand on our feet. Thank you for joining us today. And if you haven't liked, shared or subscribed yet, make sure to do so. And always remember that no one stands alone.